Why? It was an incredible night last night. We got to see so much news. First off, everybody knows that Kevin Durant is a part of the Phoenix Suns. What is your initial reaction right there, Jackson? It's a blockbuster trade. Well, it's the definition of a blockbuster trade if there ever was one. Next up, we also had, we'll get into it all, but I just want to preface everything that happened. We had Josh Hart be, got a traded to the port uh, from the Portland Trailblazers to the New York oh, Knicks no. for Cam Reddish and a first round pick. God, I so hate that. First round pick and Cam Reddish went to the Blazers in exchange for Josh Hart. Jakob Pertle was ex- in it, was traded for Kem Birch and a protected 2024 first round pick in two seconds to the Raptors. So the Spurs got Kem Birch in a pick in two seconds. Then you go over here, the Lakers acquired D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, while the Jazz got Russell Westbrook and a 27 pick that was lightly protected, as well as Damian Jones and Juan Scott Anderson was included to Utah. Now the Wolves acquire Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and a second-round pick from the Lakers. That was a three-team deal. And then, of course, the big old blockbuster up between Kevin – it was Kevin Durant and TJ Warren packaged together for Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jake Crowder, and a first-round pick unprotected 2023, 2025, 2027, 2029, and a pick swap in 2028. The Nets, <laughs> the Nets are contenders. What? <laughs> What in the world? The Brooklyn Bridge? I mean, we'll talk about it a bit, but I, I really think the fact that Brooklyn walked away with technically, if you include the two other first-round picks they have, they have seven first-round picks and five new players. Yeah, I, that is – they from a Rockets perspective, their, uh, their compensation isn't necessarily ideal. But it is nice because when you – Trade away Kyrie and KD, you're not going to be better. So we'll see how it all pans out. I don't feel too hopeful that that's going to happen. There's still a playoff squad. Dude, they're like yeah. 12, they're 12 guys deep. I, if you don't believe this is a – you're stupid if you don't 12? believe this is a, Yeah. Dude, have you not seen this team's this roster? team or something? I have seen this roster. Yeah, what, you, I'm, what I'm excited about, if I'm the Brooklyn, or you're about to lose the number one option, and don't say Mikael Bridges because if that's the answer, they're all. First good. off, it's either it's probably going to be Spencer Dinwiddie on this team, but for right now, but it's going to be like a co-option. You, dude, you sound like the type of people who said the Utah Jazz were going to be bottom of the barrel. Guess what? They're not. So it's going to probably be Spencer Dinwiddie, Mikael Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith. Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton. They're not the, you're just hitting the bench now, all right? Okay? Then you're going to probably still have, if you keep Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder right there, okay? You have Cam Johnson off the bench. You have yourself, Cam Thomas as well. But Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Seth Curry, you got yourself as well, like Deron Sharp and Unawan Nabe. Like, you get the 13 guys before you even hit Edmund Summer. And like Patty Mills and Cam Thomas. Well, yeah, most rosters have thirteen NBA players on them. So I'm fifteen, not but surprised. no, but you have like thirteen guys who would start on other te- any other team. No, 
Yeah. <laughs> no, that is wrong. All He's these guys a- were starting. Okay. Yudo Watanabe is not a starter. Okay, that, Joe that's Harris true. He's not a starter. Patty Joe Harris is a star- starter. I said Pat. I said I said Patty Mills is not. I never said Patty Mills was a star. I said Patty Mills was. I just said all. I just said no. I said we got the thirteen guys before we got to Patty Mills. Okay, that's fine. I still it doesn't matter. You just traded away Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. You're not. Yeah, but you you got you have at least this team's ten to eleven guys deep. And, And my point is, so is every NBA team that has. 15 players they usually yeah but you're dis- you're discrediting the the two-way level. ability the defensive ability and the scoring ability of this team if you're a nets fan you are not happy right now you're, you're still a playoff team. team congratulations so are my chicago bulls but like that doesn't do you're not right? pissed off you're ju- you're looking at this you're like hey off. No, you're not you because you Hall of Famers on your team. Yes, but we you're knew here. And how many do you have now? You have zero. Yeah, fire but... them all. Literally fire everybody. I think yes, losing Kevin Durant's upsetting, but when you look at the hole that the the Nets were able to get in a, these deals, they walked away basically still a playoff team. I'm, they're not a contending team. They are still a playoff team. That's fine. It's. It's still tough. It is absolutely. It tough. is tough, but it's we'll to walk away. Today. Can we? You walk away. I, I tweeted this. You walk away, or I wrote this somewhere. After losing James Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant, you walk away with Ben Simmons, Cam Thomas, Nick Claxton, seven first-round picks, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, Mikhail Bridges. Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, and I think that, that's that's everyone. Like that's yeah. pretty fucking good. Well, I wouldn't use the words pretty fucking good, but I would say that's pretty fucking okay. Cam Thomas, if Cam Thomas didn't have three straight 40 bombs, I don't think he would be all that much hyped in this inclusion. But you're right, they have Claxton. I love Cam Thomas, Claxton. but like do we expect Cam Tom like like Cam Thomas to like mm. okay, so like I expect Cam Thomas obviously to have earned himself a larger role right here. And I'm sorry for this turning into like immediately into this became just Nets got people just arguing about the Nets. Shout out really shout out to everyone watching right now, 10 people, everyone who's watching, hit that like and subscribe button. It'd be much appreciated. We post we not we post daily, but we're live daily. I'm gonna pull up the Nets roster right now, so we have it right here. Shout out ESPN for updating the roster immediately after the trade. So when I made a video, I had the roster right in front of me. Is that so nice? Yeah, it is very nice. All right, so this is the roster. They don't let you organize by position, so I did it by height to kind of. It's yeah, still. Yeah. But if you look at this roster right here, also Spencer Dinwiddie did not know he was six six. I thought he was like six four. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> but like, I just think like we're not kidding. We got a sixteen point per game score. Mikael Bridges, you got a, another sixteen at least, and and then you think McKay and Spencer would both jump up to twenty now here. Mm-hmm. Dorian's like an eleven point. Cam Johnson's like a fourteen point. Cam Thomas is. I don't know what, like, I mean, Hopefully right now he's 40. 40. Yeah, he's averaging, what, 36, 36.7 for the month of 
I think it's unreal what we're seeing right now with this Brooklyn Nets roster and for what they they were able to get back as in terms of a, a haul, they're not decimated. You know, like this team. What what were the picks exactly from Phoenix? The 2023, 2025, 2027, 2029, and a pick swap in 2028. All unprotected. Yeah, so about half of those are going to be solid. I mean, I guess a first is a first, but Phoenix has, what, four years the now? Ba- yeah, Hill. but the back end of those firsts are going to be good. Yeah, is hopefully. That, or that, that, that's probably the thought, yeah. Yeah, that's what you meant, right? Like the, Yeah, I'm saying like half of them are good. Or half of them you know are going to be good. Because the first half probably won't, but I guess the first is a first. All right. The Phoenix Suns now. Unless you had more Nets talk you want to talk. I just thought we'd try to we yeah, can circle I back. Nets, I don't think the Nets are done, but that's, I, that's about it. If we can always circle back. I just I feel yeah. like we should try to hit everything. Okay, so we have right here the Phoenix Suns. It's Kevin Durant and TJ Warren, which it's kind of funny. TJ is in this deal. Just I love TJ, but it's just former son. Yeah, come. I'm coming home. Tell the world I'm coming home. Let the rain. <laughs> now you're not gonna join. It's no. That's a good song. Yeah, that's, that's a great good. song. I also. So surprised that I remembered that ready lyrics. Is that Eminem? Doesn't he have a verse in that, or is that the remix? Oh, is it? Oh, okay. So it's just Rihanna you, with the. Is it Rihanna? I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know, Rihanna. <laughs> that, and I'm still amazed that I knew that many words to that song. But it's now Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. Is Darius Sarge the starting power forward, and DeAndre? <laughs> Your time has finally come. Darius Saric. No, I'm just kidding. It's probably TJ Warren's or, or, or Tory Craig's starting at small forward and Kevin Durant's the power forward. My assumption is Kevin Durant at power forward, DeAndre Aiden at center, point guard Chris Paul, shooting guard Devin Booker, and then you decide either you run Tory Craig or TJ Warren as you're starting small forward or you could go small and run Devin Booker at small forward and then have either Landry Shamit, Damian Lee be the uh shooting guard. Oh uh, yeah. That's the other option you have right there. Yeah. They're going to have to so I yeah, Phoenix is really good. I mean, it's we got like 6 whole hours until the deadline, so anything can happen and I wouldn't be surprised. I think the deadlines very little moves are going to happen now. Well, yeah. Who else is going to get traded yesterday? So <laughs> well, no, yesterday – well, I knew the Kevin Durant trade was happening already. I made a video basically saying Kevin Durant trade was happening nine hours before it happened. Okay, well, so we still came on the show yesterday and said there's going to be no big trade. So, well, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, you're, you're I mean, right. I mean, I've been calling it all damn year. You called it for nine hours. I said the second Kyrie Irving Lee. So is Kevin Durant. Was I hesitant to, for these moves to happen? Yes, because it seemed like it, we were in a Mexican standoff in the league. I'll admit that it seemed like there was a Mexican standoff going on, that everyone was literally facing each other. Gun. It was the end of Reservoir Dogs right there. You were just standing there like, 
great fucking movie. But it felt like Reservoir Dogs, okay? Every NBA team was, like, literally holding each other. And, like, you know what? The Nets were the guy bleeding out, okay? Where, you know, uh, Mr. – was it Mr. Pink? Not Mr. Pink. Uh, Mr. Blue. I don't even remember. But the the guy uh, – Eric Stoltz is bleeding out, okay? And that was Bro- the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets were Reservoir Dogs bleeding out. Everyone's in a Mexican standoff, okay? And the movie ends. And this is the end of the movie, and this is the aftermath. Like, I think we started to see the Yaka Pirtle trade, and I think that, yeah, and everything that went on. And this led to this. First off, can we both sit here and say that we're shocked to the fact that DeAndre Aiden is still on the Phoenix Suns? Dude, it's crazy. I <laughs> who would have thought like one year ago? But now this Suns team is super legit. So that's my whole thing is. What's the buyout market going to look like? Are they going to make more trades? Because if not, they're definitely going to be in the content in the contention, right? But next year, they probably have a better shot at getting here to like build up their depth. But Chris Paul's on borrowed time, so this could be okay. Okay, let's not act like Chris to go for it. You got four years of book and KD. That's nuts. I, that I, that I'm is fucking crazy. Fan, and that's. That's nuts. Okay. So what do you have right here? Chris Paul, you know, for whatever Chris Paul is, he still can play. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he's right still, now, definitely. He's, he's still one of the better 15-point guards in the league. Let's when he doesn't both have a full hamstring, 100%. Yes, yes. You, you got me there. When he is healthy, he is one of the 15 best point guards in and, the league. And I, and do we agree you need a top right. 15 point guard to win in the NBA usually? Uh, yeah, and I think he's probably even more like top ten at worst. So yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, top ten. I, I I'm happy. I didn't know how much your Chris Paul hate went, so <laughs> I said top fifteen to give you the benefit of the doubt. Durant still is playing like an MVP. Devin Booker, we assume fully healthy, gonna get back to that MVP level that we know he's played yes. at for what three seasons, right? It's basically been Devin Booker's been playing at an MVP level. Then you have the Andre Aiden. As much as people hate him. He's a guy who's going to give you 10 and 10 every night, okay? What did he do in the last playoffs? But we have Jock Landell and and Bismack Biombo if he shits the bed. And he won't because he's having a phenomenal year and he's sick of getting babied around and he had an impressive playoff where he became Mr. Strong, DeAndre Ayton, a couple years ago. I just think it's it's going to be insane having Booker and De- Devin Booker and Durant together because Booker has just shot a brilliant job of learning how to play off ball to Paul and deferring to Paul's style whenever needing and like letting letting Paul take over when required and also playing great defense. That's something Devin Booker has not been given credited towards like his growth as a defensive player. And now I think it's crazy because you think this is a team where. Yeah, the Nets were the Nets took a lot of their rotation, and that now it's Landry Shamit, Torrey Craig, Damian Lee, and TJ Warren with Jock Landell and Bismack Biombo having to step up. But I think right here, CP3, as long as he looks less washed, like not washed, I don't want to say CP3 has looked washed. It just looks like Father Time has started to like. Yeah, he's on he's on borrowed time. He's on borrowed time. Yeah, you're right. He's on borrowed time. And if he can, you know, you know, maybe later of 28 and 10. Yeah. 
Okay. I personally, if you can, start playing Cameron Payne more for the regular season to save Chris Paul for the playoffs. Yeah. Or do you think you just need to mesh them as quick as possible and try to play as many minutes together? That, that, yeah, that's the that's the thing is, you know, you want to build that chemistry heading into the playoffs. I uh, it, I don't know. I As much as I don't – as Chris Paul isn't my favorite basketball player in the league, I really want him to be healthy for the entire season because I want to see this year what that can be like. Cause You're like the only Booker, person who doesn't want Chris Paul to win a title. Well, he's the dirtiest player in the league. So. No, that's Giannis Antetokounmpo. You convinced me on that one. Okay, there we go. So he's top two at worst. But now, now Devin Booker, like Devin Booker, is we know he can lead a team, but you know since he hasn't done it, it's just like Jason Tatum. It's like when's he going to take that leap to become a superstar? You don't think Devin ring? Booker's a superstar? A superstar with a ring. I think he's in between star and superstar because of how good he is. But like, I think you need a ring. I think if you're an MVP candidate, like for more than one year, you're you're a superstar. Well, yeah, I mean, most people would say Devin Booker is a superstar, and just like Jason Tatum, I'm saying like they're in between it. They're like one and a half. I, know I think Jason kind of stupid, but like Jason you have to win a ring, you can't shoot thirty percent okay. finals, and then I'm supposed to be like, oh yeah, you're gonna do differently next year. It's not like Devin Booker ever. Would is it championship or bust for the Suns this season? Is it every – I mean, obviously – No. You don't think this season's a championship or bust season? No. Why? And I don't want to hear about because Chris Paul, because how many rings does Mr. Paul have? <laughs> but that's the thought because, like, if they don't get it this year, you obviously are going to have to try to – They almost traded this dude for Kyrie Irving. Is Chris Paul – They tried to. I mean, also the other thing, you know, this is the deal that was offered – to the Suns over the summer and was rejected. It's the same deal. The Nets rejected this really. deal. The Nets were off for Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Jay Crowder. And well, like four. I heard well, that – I heard it was like a little bit possibly different because the old Suns owner, they didn't want to put in Mikhail Bridges. So I can't remember. I don't think Mikhail Bridges was in the summer one. And maybe you're right. Turning this deal down yesterday or the day before or yesterday, and I think the I think the new owner I can't remember his name told uh, James Jones Jones James, James, yeah, Jones. James Jones to keep just keep calm just keep calm. No, no. Shout out Matt. Is it Matt Matt Ishbia or Mish, Matt Ishbia? Ishbia Ishbia Ishbia. I think it's Ishbia. Ishbia? Ishbia? I think so. I'm pretty sure, yeah. It's like such an easy looking name, but you know, like it could be Baya or Bia because it's like bias without the S. He comes in one week and bang, acquires Kevin. One day. That was his first day on the job. Jeez. So I want to say, first off, is it championship or bust now every season? Because also, is the other thing is, is like, do you have to, if you don't win the championship this year, do you trade Chris Paul? You know, hopefully it doesn't get to that Kyle Lowry point. I think Chris Paul is a significantly better player than Kyle Lowry. It is his game is completely less reliant on athleticism than so, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to 
first off, how does their how does it look in like how does it end? How do the Phoenix Suns series? How does the playoffs end for them? Because oh, so you're saying if it's you're saying it's like last year. What if it's uh? I think the only way you don't trade Chris Paul is if you make it to the NBA Finals and it's a close NBA Finals. But if you lose in the yeah, even then it's, it's like you said, it's how you look. Like if you lose it and Chris Paul's literally on one leg that he's like barely making it up and down the court, mm. then I agree. Like you trade him. But if you lose the NBA Finals and Chris Paul's out there dropping thirty five, you're just like, yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. I think they still have a buffer year because books contract goes from this year's like 33, whatever next year's 33, whatever. And then it 50 with the TV deal and all that stuff. So I think if you, if you want to keep Chris Paul on a $30 million a year contract and he has a good finals or they has a good playoffs, you know, they hold that thought for all 20 people watching, hit that like and subscribe button. We're live Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. East Eastern time every single day. Continue. We're trying to hit uh, two thousand subs by the yeah, NBA All Star Weekend, which is so close. We're very <laughs> far. <laughs> so, Eric, yeah, I, I like this. I can't. I this is gonna make it so much easier for me to enjoy the Phoenix Suns, even with Chris Paul. I'm excited. Well, the Phoenix Suns are definitely gonna have to play the buyout game. I mean, there's gonna be multiple teams in the buyout game. And I think people the buyout- want to go there. The Lakers and the Suns are two teams that you and probably the Mavericks as well. Terrence Ross, we assume. Who else? Will Barton. Terrence Ross, Will Barton. I made a video on it the other day. Terrence Ross, Will Barton are a few of the guys that we know are being talked about. Uh, I wonder if they'll do Mason Plumley the solid and buy him out. I wonder. Sometimes teams do that. Like even though a guy's playing really good, they weren't able to trade him, and they're like, "We're we're a terrible team. Like go go to a contender." You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> that ha- that happens where like a, a terrible team has a guy having a career year and they're like we couldn't trade you but we know like we can't waste like your season right now man like here we'll buy you out go sign with like a contending team like that's happened before oh john wall like i personally think we'll talk about that in a, in a bit but john wall to miami is something i think we're about to see because russ is going to la possibly well, from everything I'm seeing, Chris B. Haynes is reporting Russell Westbrook's going to the Clippers, and he's from L.A. He probably just wants to stay in Los Angeles. And he likes, you know, Russ likes that vengeance. He likes that word revenge. Are we, he would love to show the, the Lakers what they missed out on. Are we good right here for Phoenix Suns right now to move on to the Jakob Pertle trade? We can always circle A plus, back. A-plus Phoenix, great job. A-plus Phoenix. So it's so funny seeing like I'll like go on a YouTube video or a, or a viral tweet and it'll be like from yesterday and all the comments are Suns fans are getting their panties in a bunch for no reason. It's kind of funny like KD ain't going anywhere, especially not to y'all. Like, hey, whoa, it's like. Well, I just think first off, this obviously a, a plus a plus for the Suns, but I also think we have to give at least an A minus or an A to the Nets. Well. I'm gonna give you them just a... you traded away two Hall of Fame players. You walked away with five first round unprotected first and five players. I know people are gonna talk about the Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell trade. The Jazz had leverage. The Nets had no leverage. Again, this was Reservoir Dogs. All right, end of the season, not a season, like end of the movie where everyone is literally at the Mexican standoff, where it's literally Mister. What is it? 
Mr. analogy. I don't know. Yeah, Mr. Orange, Mr. Orange, Mr. Orange. I know I'm pulling it up. Okay, so it's the end. Mr. Pink is apprehended by the 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 police, but it's it's Mr. Orange, like Mr. Blonde, and Eddie all in a Mexican standoff while fucking Mr. Orange is bleeding out, and literally Eddie is like standing there. Mr. Blonde is trying to steal all there and you know they have no they have no angle they have no angle they have no leverage so literally reservoir dogs mexican standoff you're keeping the guy from bleeding out that person bleeding out's the brooklyn nets okay the fact that they'll walk away with you know the assets i think is impressive i wonder how many people in this chat have seen that movie reservoir dogs yeah hey comment down below right now if you've seen reservoir dogs because i continue to one no, dude, people have seen Reservoir Dogs. Go when Tarantino's such a successful actor of director. Yeah, I mean he's yeah, active, but, but there's also a lot of people who don't like Quinn. All right, comment down below if you've seen Reservoir Dogs. If I mean if you <laughs> if you like Quentin Tarantino, if you've seen more than one Quentin Tarantino movie, you know who what Reservoir Dogs. Right, let's move over to the Acapurto trade. This as much as I love Quentin Tarantino and cinema as I have my you know James Bond poster behind me. Oh, and I gotta, I gotta continue um, that series so. yeah you do need to finish watching james like bond okay there we go okay yeah we got people saying they've seen it so yeah calling you There's out one. we got one okay there we go all right we got two okay you're right <laughs> people have seen it we got two you're right okay so the spurs have traded Jakob Pertl to the toronto raptors for ken birch a protected 2024 first round pick and two future seconds now they said for all season continued to say that they wanted two first-round picks for Jakob Pertl. That did not happen. They were able to get two seconds and a protected first. And Jakob Pertl was traded back to the team that he was drafted by back in 2016 uh, after playing about five seasons for the Spurs. The Pertl is averaging 12 points, nine rebounds, and the three assists. And right here, you know, Pertl has been consistently strong, rim protector and rebounder. I know some people will say, and I am in agreements, that he has had a down year this year in terms of rim protection, but that's also due to the part that his team is significantly worse than ha ever has been in five years. So, you know, the Raptors have some good defenders, but they're 17th in defensive ranking and 27th, 29th in opponent effective field goal percentage. So at a quick glance, by bringing in Pirtle, he's going to be a guy who can protect the rim and allow guy Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and Pascal Siakam to protect the perimeter and know that they have a guy who's going to protect the rim for them. Yeah, I think I could not believe that this move actually happened. I thought that they were – because you sent, like, these texts at the same time, and I'm like, oh, man, like, they're in that trade. What did the Raptors give up? Like, you know, did they give up OG? Is OG a son now, or is he going to the Nets? I cannot believe they actually got Pirtle. This is awesome. This is so awesome. And it tells me that Toronto is not blowing up Jack Diddley. They're going to re-sign Jakob Pirtle next year. And hopefully it's this year that they can start figuring it out. Maybe they make more moves. But next year, I mean, they're, they're, they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Or at least that's what Masai and this, their, their direction they're, they're planning on is we're not rebuilding shit. No, I, I agree. And the thing is, is we're all in agreement. If this year they don't make the, 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 
the playoffs. It's a great year to be a rebuilding year in terms of, hey, we still keep all our guys. They're under contract. Now we have a lottery pick. Let's go out, maybe get Cam Whitmore, or maybe they get, you know, Kalel Ware, or if they do have a top 10 pick, maybe they trade down and get one of the other centers in this draft. You know, there's Derek Lively. Like, there's a lot of guys out there. So I think there's very, it's very possible for them to go out and, you know, even if they don't improve this season, they have Jakob Pertle as a center that they have for the rest of this year and that they plan to resign to 20 or 25 million. And if you want to sign him to a short-term deal, you can go ahead and draft another big if you don't believe Coloco is the the future right there. But regardless, I think this is a team that we're looking it, it is interesting because you you got you got I don't know if OG is going to be even if they keep him past the deadline, if he'll be here past the offseason because they don't they've allegedly don't want to give him another extension because they don't want to be the ones who pay him like 30 plus million. And, but there's presses to Chua, OG as of right now, Scotty, Chris Boucher, you got Coloco, Pascal, Gary Trent as of right now, Fred Van Vliet as of now, and Thad Young. So right here, the Toronto Raptors, they, they still have, you know, a decent roster. I'm, I don't believe do – you, do you think they can do a turnaround? 100%, yeah. Right now this 100, season? 100 billion percent, yeah. I love their depth now as far – I mean, yeah, like I still would love a backup point guard and maybe they're still working on it. Malachi is just better, no doubt. I think uh, what, the, what the big thing with the Raptors is they started – like last year, it took them a while to start clicking. It took, took them around halfway to start clicking. But the issue is – all of their starters, because they were even worse last night or last year, all their starters are playing 40 to 42 minutes every single game. So what's going to happen? Well, Fred's going to have a sore hamstring every single time they play. Jakob Pertl is huge because now you have Siakam to his original position. I have Boucher and Precious off of the bench as well. We got breaking. We have some breaking Toronto, Raptor, Toronto Raptors news. We're breaking Raptors news right now when we're talking about the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, so Toronto talks on forward OG Ananobi are continuing to roll into the final hours of the trade deadline. The landing of Kevin Durant with the Suns could escalate OG Ananobi's value amongst Western Conference teams pursuing the elite forward to defend Durant. We know the Memphis Grizzlies and the New Orleans Pelicans are two teams that had had been very much in the chase, trying to prevent the other one from getting it. We know a package of like Zaire Williams and Danny Green and probably like two or three first-round picks. What do you mean? That's not a bad deal. Two or three first-round picks. Yeah. yeah. And then the other one, I believe, from the Pelicans is either two or three first-round picks with Devontae Graham, Jackson Hayes, and Nanji Marshall, or I think it's like Devontae Graham, Jackson Hayes, and Herb Jones in two picks. I saw a really good one. I saw, like, um, I think Herb was in there, Dyson, and it might have been Jackson. But I I know Dyson and Herb were in a trade with somebody else. Maybe it was Devontae to make that money work. Eric White, Conan Brothers, Raising Arizona. Um, I'm about to watch that movie, uh, Barton Fink, and then another one. 
Dude, I love the Cohen brothers. Okay, Cohen brothers is awesome. I mean, even like now that they've separated, great. I'm a great. I love cinema. But no, thank you to all 31 people watching. Hit that like and subscribe button. It'd be much obliged. But right here, if OG Anobi gets traded, I think if you trade OG Anobi, I personally like the Raptors deal better than the the Pelicans deal. Unless you're, I mean, not. I like the what I what did I just say. Grizzlies deal better than the Pelicans deal. God damn it, guys. There's so many teams in my mind. I'm mixing them up. I like the Pelicans deal better than the Grizzlies deal, unless the Grizzlies include Tyus oh. Jones. If the Grizzlies send me oh send me goodness. if the Grizzlies send Tyus Jones for OG Ananobi, we're talking a different different ball party. You know, you agree with me. If they say here's Tyus Jones and Xavier Tillman or Tyus Jones and like Whoa. John Conchar. Dang. You know what I'm saying? I would I would take Tyus Jones. That's what I'm. Squad. That's what I'm saying. If they can get Tyus Jones, because when we're thinking of a oh. of a deal from the Grizzlies for OG and Anobi, everyone's like, "Oh, they're going to use Danny Green as salary filler, and then you throw in Zaire Williams, and then a couple picks because the money works like that." But you're like, yeah. if I'm the Raptors, I see Tyus Jones, and I'm like, I need a point guard. Tyus Jones, give me Tyus Jones. We can talk a deal where maybe I you don't have to send as many picks if you yeah. give me Tyus Jones. Yeah. And that's why I say, like, if they're not offering Tyus Jones, the Pelicans deal is better because you get yourself Devontae Graham. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, Devontae Graham's a top 20 point guard in the league. No, but he would be a better backup shoot. point. He, he can shoot good. and he can play some defense. So, Oof. you know, he would be able to, you know, Devontae Graham's average like one and a half steals every season that he's like actually played like starter minutes. I will say that it's not just that he went to the University of Kansas. But you also get Jackson Hayes, so you get another backup big, and you get Nanji Marshall a wing. So that's not a bad deal. But I, I agree. If you tell me Tyus Jones is uh, – Yeah, yeah. Nanji's not too bad. Yeah. No, but you're right. Devontae even in that trade still works. And who knows? Maybe Herb Jones would be in there, and maybe Tyson Daniels would be in there. Who knows what would happen. But I like both ideas. I like what you could get. And I like that it's the Raptors because I feel pretty comfortable with the Raptors getting what they need to get and what they want to get. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I think it's definitely interesting to see. We can always circle back. You want to go to the Knicks? Yeah, I'm shocked we haven't done the Lakers one yet. But, yeah, let's talk some Knicks. We can do Lakers. I don't know how we haven't talked to the Lakers, actually. That was the biggest trade of the night. So, they – here, let's let's go over here. I like this better because no, it was highway robbery. One second. I here couldn't we go. believe my eyes. Nick texted me. I was on the phone. I get off of it. Nick texted me like I texted you. Oh my god, D Lo to the Lakers. Russ got traded. Like all right. Really? No so way. here we are. This is good. How does this look on the screen? There we go. So D'Angelo Russell returns to Los Angeles. Malik Beasley becomes the first father-son duo since LeBron James and Delonte West with Scottie Pippen Jr. Also, is Malik Beasley and Scottie Pippen Jr. Eskimo brothers? I know Scottie Pippen. Definitely. Scottie Pippen and Malik Beasley are, are, are Eskimo brothers, but Scottie oh, Pippen Jr., because he, oh. came, because he came from inside his mother and Malik oh. Beasley's been inside his mother – they're technically Eskimo brothers, right? No, I, I don't know. No? No. I mean, at least Malik Beasley could say this. I'm your dad. So Scotty Pippen Jr. Malik Beasley 
<laughs> say, say hi to daddy. Say hi to daddy. It's <laughs> very awkward and uncomfortable. What I'm if sure what if Larsa Paul, what if Larsa Pippen is in the crowd and Malik Beasley's playing and Scotty's playing and Larsa waves at her son, but Malik Beasley walks by and he waves in front of Scotty. Okay, so yeah, so you're playing with Lego, you're playing with the leading scorer. So you know, maybe if this was like a Nick Young Delo Sid. Do you think Scotty Pippen, when he saw Malik Beasley get traded to the team, he texted his dad? Yeah, I, I don't know how close they are, but I would definitely text somebody to be yeah. like, dude. Dude, the guy who fucked my mom is now my teammate. I want to <laughs> shoot myself right now. What do I do? Somebody please. Okay, but on a real note, let's let's talk. Let's react to this trade. As as many jokes aside about the first father son duo, Malik Beasley and Scottie Pippen Jr. Since LeBron James and Delonte West, which is just fantastic. Who would have thought that LeBron James would have another Delonte West situation arise yeah, in his team? I don't think fantastic are the words I'm looking for, but I'm more looking. At That's comedic goal. You cannot write that. You cannot write. Scotty Pippen become Malik Beasley's teammate. You can't write that. That's comedic gold right there. This guy Hood Jr.'s teammate. Hey, what's up, Swaggy? I, dude, what's I, up? Don't, I don't care about Malik Beasley and Larsa Pippen and Scotty Pippen Jr. What up, Swaggy? Thanks. Yeah. We're at 31, Swaggy. Get it right. Hit that like and subscribe button if you guys are enjoying. But let's talk about it. Initial thoughts. Who won the Lakers? Timberwolves, Jazz trade. I think first off, I think the Lakers and the Timberwolves are the two biggest winners of the deal. The Jazz, some people are going to be like they didn't win because they're they're buying out Russell Westbrook. Well, the Jazz sat whole mission was just to get draft picks. They got draft picks. Mm -hmm. So in their eyes, they sat out to accomplish one thing, and it was to get draft picks for the players, and that's what happened. So the Jazz won the trade in their eyes, and I agree with them. But the Timberwolves – they got Conley, who knows how to play with Gobert. He's a better defender and arguably a better facilitator than Russell. Yeah. That it, it works better for them in Minnesota, and plus more financial f- flexibility and extension. We'll talk like that. But Russell, let's talk about this right here. You got a defender, Jared Vanderbilt. Malik Beasley's good. Like in the last three days, you've turned Russell Westbrook and you know what? What would how many players is it now that they brought him? D'Lo, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura. And that's the four players, right? Nobody else, right? Yeah. And then potentially Terrence Ross. Thank you to everyone watching. We're at 37 right now. I like that trade at all, Eric. What? The Rui? Achua for Mo Bamba. Thad Young and Achua for Mo Bamba. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, but let's get right into it. Let me hear your thoughts. This is an A+. plus. I agree. I agree. I, yeah, you know, I agree with maybe they're all – maybe the Lakers and Wolves are A-pluses and the Jazz is an A and probably in a couple of years will be an A-plus. The, th- the bottom line is none of those three players or none of the players they gave up, sorry, have any future on Utah, unfortunately. So that's just the way it is. Mike Connolly on the Wolves, I agree with you fully. I think he fits so much better than D'Angelo Russell. You know, he's a great passer. He's Mike Connolly, like, in general, as far as OG point guards go, is one of the most underrated you can think of. 
And the Lakers, you know, this is a great move, but the KD trade is unbelievable. I think a lot of these teams are thinking right now, you know, we're, let's give it our all this year, but we got to reload and we got to get ready to go the year after that because, it, I mean, it, it's it's no – like the West is still completely wide open, but like the West is insane now. I mean, it is – it's night and day, dude. It's absolutely loaded. So I actually think today is still going to be a crazy day. I, maybe we're not going to get Kevin Durant trades, but it, it, oh, man, it's insane. I think the deals we'll see is Bones Highland, OG Ananobi, and a few others. Well, we'll get into the speculation, but right here, first glance, people who didn't like this trade are going to be like, D'Angelo Russell is having a bad year for the Timberwolves. I'll first off tell you this. As someone who's a Timberwolves fan, it's actually hasn't been as brutal as people will say. Okay. First off, it, it, it has been brutal at times, but at first glance, you're like, he's averaging 18.6 assists. His turnovers are under three a game, and he's having his most efficient shooting season in his career with his first foray into 60% true shooting or better. But on the court, the Wolves have been a losing team with him and a winning team without him. They've been outscored by 1.3 points per 100 possession when he plays, and they outscore opponents by 4.1 points per 100 positions when he's sitting. That's a huge swing. And their offense didn't change whether he was on or off the floor, and their defense was much worse when he played. And I don't think that's really D'Angelo Russell's, you know, fault. I think, you know, going to the Lakers, what happens? They don't necessarily need him to be the primary point guard with LeBron James on the floor. He really needs to be the primary point guard when it's him and the second unit. But, like, even then, they have enough guys that he doesn't have to – do all the creating. But even in Minnesota, he wasn't the primary point guard. The Wolves ran their offense through a bunch of different guys. Russell's role would be to run the offense when James isn't on the floor and to knock down shots whenever the defense swarms LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Simple enough. We're not asking you for anything else. Keep the ball moving, hit your three-point shots, and play enough defense that you can be on the floor during the fourth quarter and in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I mean, well, so... You they forgot there's also Pat Bev still here. Pat Bev yeah, is Pat still Pat Bev, Dennis Schroeder. So it gives – it just eases a huge burden off of LeBron and Anthony Davis. And, you know, don't forget about TB31. This is just – Shout out all 42 more. people watching. Hit that like and subscribe I, button. I cannot believe that – shout out to the Los Angeles Lakers, whether people like it or not. I know the Lakers definitely – LeBron definitely aren't the biggest fan favorites out there at times, but – they just flipped Russell Westbrook and one first round pick for those three. I, I'm going to consider that as a as a huge success. No, I I agree. It it is a huge success. It's a it's a revelation what they were able to get for here, and I think this is incredible because Russell just has to not give up as many points as he's helping produce. And Darvin Ham was able to find a way to lessen the. Imp- negative impact of Russell Westbrook by putting him at the six-man role. So I think Russell, D'Angelo Russell won't be as hard as a, you know, fitting a square peg in a round hole. So we just need Russell defensively just, you know, to be all right. And we know that he's had a partnership with Pat Bev before, and it was successful enough combination last season. Um, the thing is, is Vanderbilt is exactly the defensive role player that the, the Lakers needed. He's helped pull the defense together for the Wolves last season and for the Jazz this year. And he's pretty much the second best offensive rebounder in the league, not named Steven Adams. 
And he he's also added a three-point shot and became a better passer and ball handler. He can play the four or the five if you want to go big or small ball. And he doesn't try to do too much with the ball. He keeps it moving, knows his role. Then you got Malik Beasley, who hasn't shot the ball well for his standards this season, but he's going to be shooting 10 threes a night, and you just he's going to let him rain. And, you know, Beasley can start or come off the bench. And you got Troy Brown Jr. and Austin Reeves, who can also come in there off the bench with, you know, Beasley or – I think, you know, Beasley and Vanderbilt are going to play better. And Russell, I don't think he's going to be a flop. I think he's going to be a guy who can situate a significant upgrade at the position for them. Now that, like, even, you know, like, Russell's not going to have to play 30 minutes a night. You know, you got Pat Bev and Dennis Schroeder, like you said, being able to be rotated in there. Thoughts? Oh, yeah. I mean, Swaggy, you're not wrong. Colin Sexton is a big winner in this trade because Colin Sexton is going to get the opportunity to take a bunch of shots. So, As he did last night. Do we want to pivot to another one? Yeah. All righty. We got over here. We talked about Jakob Pertl. All right. The Josh Hart trade. What do you think of the Josh Hart trade? I I think it's so stupid. I don't know what the Portland Trailblazers are thinking. Uh, I really don't. I I have no idea. If it hits, it hits. I think this shows me Portland's not quite done yet. When I saw this trade and I had to process it, I immediately kind of thought of OG and Obi going to Portland. But apparently Portland fans don't see that. I still see it. But. The Knicks got a steal here. You're playing a guy who was about to – the reports today came out yesterday said they're going to buy him <laughs> out if you don't trade for him. Who, and Josh Hart? No, Cam Reddish. Oh, if yeah. nobody trades for Cam Reddish, he's, he's – Well, it was more out. than just Cam Reddish. It was Josh also Sve Mikhailu and Ryan Arsindio. Archicki Akino? It's yeah, unbelievable. I cannot believe – great job to the New York Knicks. And uh, But it's the same thing. You know, Cam Reddish can certainly hoop. I don't see it as you – know, Oh, you walked you away with Josh first. Hart. For Josh Hart, you got a first-round pick in the bird rights to Cam Reddish. I think right here, you know, Josh Hart turned into Cam Reddish, Steve McKayley, Ryan Arsindio, a protected first-round pick. I know losing Josh Hart, it's nine and a half points, eight and a half rebounds, and four assists. The eight and a half rebounds and four assists will be hard to replace, but you seem those nine and a half points will either be replaced by Cam Reddish or Svee Mikhailu. The first round pick is lottery protected in 2023 and will turn into four second round picks if it does not convey this oh, season. Yeah. And Hart's playing his second season, playing his first full season with the Blazers after he spent two seasons with the Lakers and two seasons with the Pelicans. Portland's 26 and 28, 12th in the Western Conference. The Knicks are seventh in the Eastern Conference at 30 and 26. Josh Hart's going to, it's primarily going to be the backup to Quinn Grimes and RJ Barry. He'll be like co sixth man with Emmanuel Quickly. And what Josh Hart allows them to do is, you know, take R.J. Barrett or Quentin Grimes out from the game and not lose any defense, as well as be able to play small where they can go Julius Randle at center, Josh Hart at power forward, R.J. Barrett at the wing, and Quentin Grimes as well with Jalen Brunson if they ever want to go small. You know, he's the guy who's going to contest rebounds, play physical defense across one through four, move the ball, and, you know, hit open threes. So I think, like, he takes about four to four threes a game. I mean, it makes sense. Josh Hart's like the ultimate Tom Thibodeau guy. Hard nosed 
guard who gobbles up rebounds, plays physical defense on the perimeter. You know, he'll give you a little bit of a punch off the bench. And Hart's activity, you know, can help. And he's hyper-efficient inside the arc, runs well in transition, and will be a good pairing for Emmanuel quickly and Obi Toppin in the second unit. So I thought I thought it was a good deal. What? You got any thoughts? Shout out to all 53 people watching. Hit that like and subscribe button if you guys are enjoying the show. It would mean the world. And if you guys did enjoy it, be a friend and tell a friend. Are you making videos? No. Okay. Legitimately not. It's a voice changes, I'm telling you. No, Anyways, I just I, I agree fully, though. Josh Hart fits it perfectly. I know our boy Swaggy's excited and – you know, I know both of us want Cam Reddish to succeed, and hopefully it's with Portland. I mean, Dame needs help. And I can understand Portland's viewpoint of trading Josh Hart. Like, I can understand it. I just, I was very surprised that this happened. I, I really can't believe it. And I still think something is in the works. Still think something is in the works for Portland, or at least they're trying to. So. I mean, it's got to be around Josh, uh, not Josh Hart, but Yosef Nurkic. All right. So if they are making a deal, it's got to be around Yosef Nurkic. And hey, Rocket News. RJ I will also say Quinn, Quinn Grimes also a shout out to the University of Kansas. Quinn Grimes a dog. <laughs> he is a dog. No but I believe, like, yeah, like this could be a bigger deal for for the for the Portland Trailblazers. Portland Trailblazers. They could be looking to move Yosef Nurkic. One thing I do want to say is the fact that I think Josh Hart was, signals the Knicks are done making moves. They were interested in OG and Anobi, and instead of trading for OG and Anobi, they traded for Josh Hart. I think they just were like, hey, uh, the, we think Josh Hart could have a similar impact to what OG and Anobi would have for us, but will cost us a fraction yeah. of what. you know. Do you agree with me? I think that's yeah. what they thought. They're like, look, OG's too much. They're like, we're not going to give up that much assets for OG, so let's go trade for Josh Hart, which really we gave up three guys we're not playing and it's a protective. Genius. It's, it's yeah. genius. It's like you said. It's like we either gave up a protective first or multiple seconds. I, I, I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying, Eric and Swaggy. Like, you, they have it. So, you know, you still have a bunch of young talent. So maybe they – if they don't win the NBA Finals <laughs> – or if they don't advance past the first round in the playoffs, maybe you reevaluate it. You're like, all right, let's pair RJ with one of these young cats. Let's, you know, maybe a new star is available. I agree with you, though. I, you know, RJ does have to step it up. But Jalen Clutch Brunson is a very talented basketball player. So the Knicks are very fun to watch. Most deaf, most deaf. I love no. Dibs. I know people don't love him, but a lot of people don't. That's my coach. <laughs> so let's Whoa. go over what. Cavs interested in Cavs are going to do something today as well. Royce O'Neal. Royce, a, not Royce. Yeah, Royce O'Neal. That is a great idea. It is a, actually a beautiful idea, in my opinion. The I mean, you Nets could, have a they have a jumbulation of uh, guys like Royce O'Neal now. They do. They have. Well, that's the thing is like I was talking about this earlier. Is like with the Nets, you got Royce O'Neal and Jay Crowder. And then you got Mikhail Bridges and Dorian Finney-Smith. You got Spencer Dinwiddie and Patty Mills. You got Cam Thomas and Joe Harris and Seth Curry. You got Nick Claxton, Deron Sharp. Like you got multiple like depth at every position. Yeah, they That's just what... need 
now now it becomes let's find our superstar, let's find our star. Is it Cam well, Thomas? I give him. I personally, I personally think the Nets could be the the Utah Jazz of the East this for the rest of the season. Okay, that's not bad at all. But so somebody's got to step up like Lori and it Cam Thomas. You know, I know, yeah, I know Dinwiddie's a good player, but I think Cam Thomas or Mikhail Bridges. You're right. You're definitely right about the Brooklyn Bridges, but uh, my money's on no. But I hope I'm wrong. Shout out to all sixty people watching. Sixty hit that like people. It. Yeah, hit that like and subscribe button. Be a friend and tell a friend if you guys do enjoy. If you guys don't enjoy, just forget it ever happened. Let's just go. Let's just go live for the next five hours. I know, but like this is definitely interesting as all hell. With the way that you're looking at, with uh, I personally think the easiest way for the Cavs to get a Royce O'Neal deal done, I believe you could offer like you guys are trying to win now. I, I was gonna say, I mean, Karis, you could work it around, but you they would have to send you other players. I was gonna say, look, just send Akuro. I would do that, Isaac Akuro. Oh, wow, very interesting. Isaac Akuro for a Royce O'Neal swap. What if I get? Uh, man, I love my boy Isaac Akuro. I don't think it that doesn't the, Cavs fit the timeline. are that desperate. But it's but... not in the timeline anymore. Hey, uh, low cap one hundred one cap. I think, I think personally, the Nets could be the Utah Jazz of the East right now. So I think the Nets can still be good. And Shade. yeah, I mean the Rockets do own the Nets technically, yes, but. Royce O'Neal, Jay Crowder for Karis LeVert in some seconds. That could oh be goodness, a deal. Yes. That's a good deal. Get that job done. Get it done. I do think Karis is gone because of the expiring contract. I don't think the best fit for Karis LeVert. Somebody said it earlier. It's just not – it's not Cleveland. It's not what Cleveland – it's – Yeah. Shout out to all not the worst people. Thing. We're at 70 now. That is unbelievable, dude. Hit the like button. Guys, we're trying to hit 2,000 subs in one week. <laughs> we could use every like for the algorithm and it takes one second and it's free. Thank you. But yeah, I think Royce O'Neal, it's just like I think at this point, if you're the the Cleveland Cavaliers, you have to go and get I it just I don't think Isaac Curl's on the timeline anymore. That's why I think it'd be it's fine if you trade Evan Mobley's in the second year. He's but he's, Isaac Curl's older than Evan Mobley. Yeah, but you're it's Evan he, Evan Mobley has a way more higher impact and win share and better win mm-hmm. share total. Isaac is a is a player you can dangle, no doubt about that one. J Day, yeah, Kyrie's game was awesome. Twenty four points, it was fantastic to watch. I very much enjoyed that game. It, as a basketball fan, it's just <laughs> I'm so curious to see what Luca and Kyrie are gonna do. So Matisse Thibel to the Mavs. Yes. Yes. You're a fan? Give me all of it. Yep. They Mavs still need defense, man. You can get Kyrie all you want, but they they still need defense. So I understand that. I, I do think it's interesting when you like I don't even know what you trade Matisse Eibel for though. Like what's the trade value on him? I, I a variety bag of lace chips, as I've been saying. No, um he he shouldn't be too hard to acquire. Yeah, maybe, I maybe just they, maybe they're able to snag something else from Philly as well. You never know. Or a three-team trade. You know, you never know. I mean, I do think that would be Matisse to the Mavs. Is I, I think that's a, exactly the type of move they should make here. Yeah, no, I I do find it like definitely. 
I just don't know. Do you just send them Frank Nilakina and say have fun with that? <laughs> like, in a, in a, yeah. <laughs> and if in, if a second, if it, if they need a second, give them a damn second. <laughs> that works yeah, for me. I love Frank I, the Tank though. Yeah, don't get me no, wrong. His nickname, but I, I do. It's just like we. I would love to see Matisse Thibel on the Mavs. Just oh, too. So that would just be beautiful. And as a, I, you get another Australian out there. Unite them. Unite them all. Unite them all. All right. Go get giddy while you're at it. Go get giddy. Go get uh, Ben Simmons. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so let's pivot over. We didn't talk about it. The. The Timberwolves went out and got themselves Mike Conley, who is on a cheaper deal than our man D'Angelo Russell, as well as being a guy who has another deal, a year on his deal. They also got three second round picks from Utah and Nikhil Alexander Walker, who uh, NAW has actually been playing a lot better than you know he ever has in his career so far for the Jazz this season, shooting 48.8% from the field. I know it's only 15 minutes tonight, six and a half points, 40% from three, one and a half rebounds, two assists, and a little under a steal game. So not bad for Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who arguably has been pretty abysmal for a majority of his career except for his sophomore season. Well, what do you think of this haul for – I just think it works well. Mike Conley already knows how to play next to Rudy Gobert, and I think he's a better fit next to Anthony Edwards. I think it's yeah, absolutely brilliant, especially for next year, like you're saying. And NAW is a guy I don't think he's ever really gotten a great fair shot, fair shot. So never know what can happen with it. And they got three second round picks. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I I think it was a genius move. Everybody yeah. wins in it. It's crazy. Every single team wins. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Every team wins, and I I just think it's a good situation for Minnesota due to the fact that you don't have to worry about looking for a point guard. You get a 40% shooter in Mike Conley, and you get defense in Mike, Mike Conley. Mike Conley is – I love deloading, but he's such an upgrade for what they need. 100%. It's such an upgrade. Um, I think it's, it's definitely – I – I wait and like I still think there's another move that they can make. Like if Naz Reed and Jalen Noel are leaving, like let's try to move Naz Reed and Jalen Noel. If I'm the Timberwolves. Yep. But I get these teams are not done yet. The fact that the Timberwolves are able to get second round picks for D'Angelo Russell. Pretty mind blowing. Just some tweets just all right. The Nets could Trade, get trade. the Nets could get up to three first round picks for Mikhail Bridges if they decide to trade Mikhail Bridges. <laughs> I don't know why you would trade Mikhail Bridges because I would be rebuilding around Mikhail Bridges. As he's like the a good number two or three star on a championship team. He's at least a third. He's at least a third. Flash's potential of being a two. I mean, he was the three a third guy for the uh he's the fourth guy for the Suns. But yeah. not quite all right on that, but you never know. I mean, yeah, you never know. You never know. So let's move on to a guy who is getting bought out. As of right <laughs> now, Russell Westbrook, it's supposedly Los Angeles Clippers are the front runners for Russell Westbrook. And it's because he wants to stay in Los Angeles. We know the Chicago Bulls and Miami are also interested. I personally think that 
if he doesn't go to the Clippers, he's going to Miami. But we know Miami is going to get a point guard because I feel like if Russell goes to the Clippers, John Wall has already been said that he's either being traded or bought out. I personally think you tri- if he gets bought out, the Heat are signing John Wall. It's a perfect fit. Yeah, my only concern is the <laughs> previous playoffs of Russell Westbrook and Paul George, but I think he, I think he'll be a Clipper. I don't think the Bulls. You know, I really like the idea of getting Russell Westbrook because that would just be so cool. And we need a point guard, but when you really dive into it, Russell Westbrook is like antithesis of what we need. Like we need shooters. We don't need Russell Westbrook. So I do think Clip, Clips and Heat are higher on that list. And I, I saw the Mavs rumored in it too. I think that would be a horrible mistake as well for them. I just don't see how Russell Westbrook helps the Bulls. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe in the regular season, maybe he can get us back into, you know, over 500 significantly. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it just seems like a move that just – it's a sideways move. Yeah. And I find that one – I don't know. Like, look, I just – the Bulls – I don't know how you fix the Bulls. I sit here and I, I will tell you, Russell Westbrook's not how the Bulls fix themselves. That's not how they improve. Yeah, I would agree. And at that point, yeah, no, I find that interesting as there. I, I just feel like the Clippers or the the Heat is the perfect situation for Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I worry more with the Heat. I think John Wall fits it nicely, but yeah, I'd still love. I, I yeah, I want John Wall. I rather have John Wall go to the the the, the Heat than anybody else, but. It's crazy. But, yeah, one thing I forgot to say, Mike Conley, you know, before at, when he found out he got traded to the Utah Jazz, he basically uh, he stayed and did warm-ups one last time with his teammates. I mean, not with the – when he got traded to the Timberwolves, he went through warm-ups with, and shoot-arounds with the Utah Jazz one last time. OG. Yeah, legit. Savvy leader. You want to uh, – you know how I've said Doc Rivers is a bad coach for a while? Mm-hmm. And said that like his players always take shots at him for like not preparing. <laughs> well, get, somebody came out and took another shot. Blake Griffin. When a journalist asked whether he took it as a disrespect, Griffin denied it, but took a jab at his former coach, Doc Rivers. He's now the head coach of the Sixers. Quote: I don't really take it as disrespect. It hurt them. That was their game plan. Obviously, Doc makes that game plan. They didn't adjust, which has been sort of a thing. No disrespect, though. Yeah. Today's era, you got to adjust. Yeah, no. I, I, 2008. I agree. Yeah, it's just <laughs> I've never I, I've never been a Doc Rivers fan. But let's go over here, okay? The Nets to explore uh, trades for scenarios for Jay Crowder. We just talked about the Karis LeVert one. But wh- what do you think? Any others? Uh, most teams, I think, most contending teams, I think, would, would love a guy like Jay. Yeah, but I wonder if, like, Jay's going to play or, like, you know, it's the whole thing is, like, he hasn't played all season, so what's he going to look like? Yeah, he's he's always in great shape, though, so I'm not, not too worried. No, I agree. It's not anything to worry, and right here they're saying there isn't any speculation, but I, I feel like you know, Portland Trailblazers are a team that should be looking at him. Definitely. You know, I don't know how you would do it, but you'd say, hey, send us Jay Crowder and, like, 
Dorian Finney-Smith will send you Yosef Nurkic and the protected first that the, the Knicks sent us. And the Suns could be a candidate. Uh, shut the fuck up. The Miami Heat could be a candidate. Here's Duncan Robinson. Send us Jay Crowder and Dorian Finney-Smith. Wow. Okay, that doesn't work. <laughs> what do you mean? You're rebuilding. Du- rebuild, a- Dunk- rebuild Duncan Robinson's value. Duncan Robinson <laughs> could become Boyan Bogdanovich for the, oh. uh, for the Nets. Look at what Boyan did for the Pistons. Everybody wants Boyan now. Okay. With the fat now. Alec Burks could be another name as well. That no, Al, Al Burks and Boyan, like, still – they're still staying steadfast that they do not want to trade at all, uh, either of them. You have to blow them away if you want to trade them. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah but, I mean, Bogdanovich makes sense, but I'm not quite sure on the other one. I mean, it's – so He's a great player. I'm just saying what, what to right. <laughs> No, I understand. Or a offer. I don't know if that's the best word choice I'd use to discuss Helpberg's trade value. So we're staying on the Pistons. I mean, I got. Let me just do something right here. Stop sharing. I don't know if you. Want, when did you want to stop being live? We we've hit an hour. <sighs> Probably about four Eastern. That would be beautiful. But over here, let's talk about how does Cam Reddish fit in Portland? I don't like how that looks. Let me redo that. I say if there's no follow-up trade, I don't know what – I don't think Portland made the best decision, but it it is a high, high upside type of move. Could fail desperately. They need scoring. They need somebody to help. So, well, I think – you look at Cam Reddish. Okay, the Heat are focused on trading Kyle Lowry potentially to the Clippers. I don't know if you want to talk about that real wow. quick. I don't know who you're trading, though. Is it like Robert Covington and John Wall and Amir Coffey? And yeah, definitely like, something like that. Yeah, Thomas Perry, we got like 50 people up here. We hit 70 earlier, Thomas. It was pretty unreal. A great feeling. Yeah, no, we've it's been awesome. It's It's a great feeling. But thank you for everyone for your support today. It's it's an unbelievable. Like and subscribe. We're live daily Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time. We're going a little bit longer today because of the NBA trade deadline and just something that we we thought you know we're not trying we're trying to ride this horse out. But let me let me pull up the NBA trade deadline. All right. So right here. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, so we have Shaden Sharp gets about 20 minutes per game, and he'll probably get some more minutes. You still have Gary Payne the second. And how is Cam Reddish going to fit in the rotation with Justin Winslow, you know, battling an ankle injury? We know Cam Reddish is a guy in his first two seasons in Atlanta. It was rough. He shot under 40% from the field, and his defense was non-existent, and his scoring and shooting ability didn't really show up. And he barely played for the Knicks. So what, what, are, what are they – getting right here with Cam Reddish. Because you look at Cam Reddish, the thought process is Cam Reddish, like the value of the first round pick that they got, and if it, do- it doesn't convey, it turns into four second round picks, it's not a bad deal for Josh Hart. But no offense to Steve McKaylu and Arcindio, they were just salary fillers. But I, I like, how does he fit in there? Like, 
Cam Reddish is clearly going to be a guy who comes off the bench. And it's just – I'm just intrigued to see how it all works. So let me hear your thoughts down below. What do you think? And what do you think? I need I need buckets. I think Dame's <coughs> scoring overshadows their scoring. So I think – yeah, I think it's perfect. I mean, you have three 20-point scorers, so that bench is a little bit – less likely to score. I know they do a good job of staggering, but yeah, I mean, offensively it, it's a it's enticing. It's interesting for sure. No, I, I agree. It is definitely interesting to see how it all plays out because yeah, like it's a it's it's a situation one of one that we don't know what to expect from Cam Reddish at this point. We haven't really seen him play. And it'd be a disservice to him if we tried to sit here and speculate. Kyle Lowry and our man could be teammates again. What do you think of that? Well, it's not it's not bad one bit. They don't the Clips don't need anything crazy at the point guard position. So I would be more inclined for Kyle Lowry at a contract, you know, a lot. You know, it's a little bit more uh, difficult than maybe buying out Russ on a one-year deal. But I think Kyle Lowry definitely would help him out. Because, like I said, I don't need, you know, Kyle Lowry can't shoot 25% again in the playoffs. But I don't need him to be, you know, 15-point-per-game scorer. So, I think I think it gets uh, – I don't want to say it gets done, but I, I think it's got a really good shot at getting done. Kyle Lowry is making twenty eight point three. So let's move, go to Los Angeles. Twenty eight point a year. Yeah, he's uh, I think yeah. one or two years left on that deal. So my thought is, you obviously probably do. You are you probably do this. Here's Luke Kennard, Robert Covington, and John Wall for Kyle Lowry. No picks. Seems like the Heat are pretty desperate to move on from him. So, which is fascinating. Yeah. So if we the, just the Clips have a they have a nice bunch of players who are you know long and bigger and can shoot threes so they can give you some depth the heat are the sixth seed and so are the clippers but yeah right here kyle lowry for i just want to make sure the money works right here for this trade that we just floated out here i don't think any picks should be included and if you look at it okay right here i'm about to put it on the screen for us, and I got it, got it, got it. All right. What do you think of this? Mr. Producer. This yeah. this trade technically may makes the Clippers actually better. Suppose that this trade actually makes the Clippers better by yeah. improve. Like literally, look at this. It says plus one win makes them a better defensive team and offensive team. This trade actually supposedly makes the Heat a worse defensive and worse you know, offensive team. But I think this is the deal right here. You get multiple players. Robert Covington's perfect for Miami. Luke mm-hmm. Kennard, you know, replaces, you know, moves Duncan Robinson down the depth chart. Now you have John Wall and Gabe Benson being the guards out there. I don't think it's a bad deal. I mean, if anything, it's, I, I yeah, I think this is a great deal. I think this is perfect. This is what they need to do. I could also see, I could also see them maybe, 
you could adjust and say take out Luke Kennard or Robert Covington and you put in a mere coffee. Maybe that's the argument. But this is definitely a deal we could see happen for <coughs> John Wall. Yeah. I wouldn't want to I don't want to take Roko out because if especially if they're not he's perfect for Miami. Yeah. He really is. So I wonder. I mean, it's still – anything can happen. The NBA is a crazy, 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 you know, yeah. thing to talk about. But as we wrap up this episode, I assume let's talk one last thing. And I – you want to see what the championship odds are now? Yeah. So – 42 behind. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wild to think about. That guy. One second. I don't know why this is not popping up as an option. I'm going to assume it's the Phoenix on. So the new odds are currently. Ooh, the Celtics are another team. They got to make a move. I'm not so sure. the Celtics are seven and two, seven to two odds. Suns are nine to two. Bucks are 11 to two. Nuggets are seven to one. Clippers are 11 to one. Sixers are twelve to one. Grizzlies are fourteen to one. Warriors are fourteen to one. Mavericks are sixteen to one, and Cavs are twenty one. Those are right there the top ten uh, title, top ten title favorites in the NBA. Phoenix jumped from eighteen to one to nine, nine to two to win the championship after the trade, and the Celtics remain at seven to two. The odds for the Mavericks and Lakers improved to sixteen and one and twenty eight to one, respectively, following their trades of Kyrie and D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, this checks out. I'd, if I had to put final predictions right now after the so far yesterday, I'd go possibly even a Suns Bucks rematch in the finals. But these check out. As much as I love the Lakers, and none of the one to four seeds scare me as far as the Lakers roster goes. Statistically, the thirteenth seed, they got a long way to climb. Yeah, yeah, they do have a long way to climb, but like. I mean, they could go on a tear. They could go on a tear. I think they will. Should we play Pirtle? In honor of Jakob Pirtle. In honor of Jakob Pirtle, yes. All right, let's – give me one second. Let me cue it up. Here we go. Let me cue that music. Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys do not know, this is a game we play every day. (laughs) Yeah. Purtle. If you guys want to join, we play Purtle to wrap up the show. And let's do it. Who is it today? Oh, me. Is that um, dude? Why am I thinking Terrence Man? Nah, he's six five. He plays in the East. Get a zoom in on this. It's not Tyrese Maxey. Is it O'Shea Brissett? Oh, you know, I think it might be. Uh, East. Um. Who the hell could this be? It's not in the central. Yeah. 
Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's not in the... So he's in the Atlantic. So... Mm. Trying to think. The Atlantic is Nets, Knicks. Oh, um, is it Jalen Brown? Okay. So he's in the Atlantic. It it's like Jordan Clarkson. David Duke. Knicks, Nets, Celtics, well, Raptors. Celtics, Celtics, Raps, Sixers. That's not a Celtic, right? I don't think is so. Is it a Raptor? Or is it a... Oh, my God. You know who it is? Oh, that's... Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> Gary Trent Jr., guys. Gary Trent Jr. Oh, my God. I wouldn't have suspected Gary Trent Jr. All right, that's forty people to end the stream right here. God damn! Felt good Bobby, today. Year later, year later, we hit the. We're back to the summer number. Yeah, no, we were getting. I forgot in the summer we were getting like 30, 20, 30 people. Yeah, there's like, there's like ones we have like several hundred views. <laughs> they would always be after usually. Yeah, so. Any closing thoughts? I just hate to leave. Yeah, hopefully it's a good day. What's uh okay? Let's do predictions right here. Who do you predict to to get traded? <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell. I'm gonna go with. I think Matisse gets dealt. I think Harris gets dealt. I think OG gets dealt. Which. I think one Raptor gets dealt, either Fred Van Vliet, OG, or uh, Gary Trent. TJ. I think Matisse gets dealt. I think Mo Bamba maybe gets dealt. Wow. Wow. I think it, no more big deals. They're all going to be like role players, bench deals. No, I don't think a tra I don't like the biggest deal I see is the Raptors deal. That's the last big deal. The rest I see it being bench guys. Yeah. OG might be the biggest one. Yeah, OG's the biggest one. Or if you want to say Gary Trent, it's either Gary Trent or OG's being traded. I think it's more. I think Gary Trent's more likely. And you know what team I think should trade for Gary Trent? Chicago Bulls. Spurs. Get out of here. He's 23. Smith's perfect. Gary did a trade between them. The Spurs are. Hasn't been finalized. Hasn't finalized. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> That's all you got for today? Let's see what other deals. Eric Gordon? Oh, Eric Gordon could get traded. Just Yosef take four second round picks from the Milwaukee Bucks. What are you doing? Oh, could Jay Crowder go to Milwaukee? Oh, Jay Just Crowder, start. I think, does get dealt today. To For like... Do you, if you're the Nets, do you take four second round picks, Serge Ibaka, Jordan Wara, and George Hill? I would definitely take that. I don't even think it needs four seconds. Or do you just say, one. or just say, call, give us Grayson Allen and Jordan Wara? 
Bucks fans are pretty adamant on Grayson Allen not getting dope. Yeah, I'm on the Grayson Allen train. Don't trade Grayson Allen because yeah. Grayson Allen's a fantastic basketball player for them. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Celts, I, my money's on the Celts make a move. That's my hot wild card take. I don't know what, what that deal is going to be, but I still think Grant Williams should get traded. I feel like I'm alone on that stand. Hey. I'm not good this year. Thomas, it's either going to be Delano Banton or Malachi Flynn who benefits He's, the most. Benefits the most. I think he's talking about Pirtle. Uh, no, he's been – no, this was after Pirtle. Yeah, all right. He said all, all that came into a one – I'm guaranteeing you he was talking about Pirtle and we just need confirmation from Thomas before we can go. Thomas, what are you talking about? I think he's Banton. behind yeah, see, so just, yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's, that seals that. You want to copy, I was about to say you want to copy the receipt, but like you don't because we're not anywhere where you would need a copy of the receipt. You need closing thoughts? <sighs> if you, so all 40 people watching right now, you better have hit that like button, but also you better have hit subscribe because we've had 40 people watching this this whole time. So if you enjoy this content, we post clips every single day from the show. The show's Monday through Friday talking everything about basketball, the draft, you know, rumors, to the games the night before, to the games afterwards. And with that being said, you should hit that subscribe button for more content. We're live Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern time to 10 a.m. usually. And be a friend and tell a friend for more content like this. And if you miss the episodes, they are on streaming services where podcasts are provided. But this is not a podcast. This is an internet radio show. That there is a pod that is the audio is uploaded to a podcast form, but we, <laughs> but this is not a goddamn podcast. No, so it is that, not. So hit that like and subscribe button, Mister Eighty One. This deadline has been great. It's great to see your name, voice, like the Kobe picture. Everybody, it's been fantastic. You got anything else to thank the wonderful ladies and gentlemen who have been watching us? I do have a final closing comment. LeBron James is still the NBA's all-time leading scorer. So. And will be forever. Yeah. I All mean, right. probably not, but it'll be like another at least 40 years, most likely. Probably. All right, guys. We'll be back tomorrow reacting to the rest of the trades. I love y'all, and thank you for a fantastic morning. Peace. Peace.